Blog Talk Radio. Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews, as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. And our weekly franchise radio show, where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisors, franchisees, franchise authors, experts, and attorneys. And don't forget to listen to our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for 17 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, today, Franchise Interviews is celebrating our 17th year anniversary. We thought it would be a lot of fun today to play our that very first show we did back in the old days on a station called worldtalkradio.com. And so we'll start off the show playing a clip of an interview I did with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine, which is was one of my favorite podcasts. And I talk a little bit about, you know, how the whole concept of franchise interviews got started. So today, Franchise Interviews has conducted over 800 interviews, and I want to thank everyone for your support and your friendship, and here we go with a very special edition of Franchise Interviews. So I know you now better. And I know <laughs> and, you better. <laughs> and, but I'm wondering if maybe you could give a little bit of background as to who you are, what you've been up to, because you're big in blog talk radio you've been you've been around for a while doing this thing and i thought maybe you could talk to our partners our listeners sure. a little bit about what you've been up to and what you're doing now thanks well you know it's it is interesting jamie because i i you know i feel like i'm a bit old in the podcasting industry but you know i mean we've been the story is this we started writing a newsletter in 2005 and it was a newsletter on franchising and i got a call from an internet radio station uh, in California, and they asked us to change the newsletter into a radio show slash podcast. And I originally said no to the offer because I knew nothing about podcasting. I knew nothing about being a, an internet radio host. And my wife convinced me to do it. She said, you know, why don't you give it a shot, you know, and try it out and see if you like it. So I said, okay, you know what, I'll try it. I called up the radio station and I said, you know what, I think I'd like to do it. You know, we, we signed up for a month of radio shows. And, and it's interesting, what, what started off to be a, a one-month project, here I am almost 10 years later. We're gonna, this November, Jamie, I'm happy to say we're going to be launching our 500th show, 10 years. That is amazing. Thanks. Good for you. And, and in podcasting, you know, and you know this because I learned this on your show. I mean, that's, it's, it's a pretty big deal because most podcasts, they usually don't go that long. I think the average podcast... If I remember listening to your show, I don't know if it's like 10 shows or 20 shows or something like that, and then 
they kind of fade away. And you know, it, it sometimes it gets disappointing because there's podcasts that I've listened to over the years, and then they'll stop after like ten shows. You know, I think I mentioned yeah. to you the last time I was uh, with you, um, Dee Snyder of the um, rock band Twisted Sister. He he had his own podcast, and I think he went about ten shows, and he says I just can't do this anymore. It's it's a lot of work, you know, and I think you have to get into it for the love of podcasting. You know, you don't get into it for the money or anything like that. And and I find that people, you know, like ourselves who are in podcasting, I mean, they do it for the love of podcasting. And the money does come a little later, sometimes, you know, through sponsorships and, and, and other methods. Um, it's a great form of, I, I think, personal branding. Um, I've had, like yourself, Jamie, I've had so many opportunities over the last 10 years of um, interviewing some amazing people, um, people that I admire. Um, Michael Gerber, who wrote a great book called The E-Myth Revisited. Um, I've interviewed him three times. Um, and, you know, if, if you told me that I was going to interview someone like that, you know, before I even did the podcast, I, I would have said, no way. You know, it's just not possible. Right. Um, one of my favorite um, authors in the scholarly world, he's called Dr. Scott Shane. He wrote a great book called The Illusions of Entrepreneurship. And, and you know, for your listeners, it would be a great book to read. I think it's one of the best books on entrepreneurship. I got to interview him. And, you know, one of my favorite stories of Scott Shane was I was presenting at a conference at George Mason University. And all my fellow scholars were talking about Scott Shane, Scott Shane, Scott Shane. And it was coincidental that I interviewed him the week before, you know, and I mentioned at the conference, I said, you know, I, I interviewed him last week and it was kind of like a big deal. Everyone's coming up to me asking me what's he like, you know, and, um, you know, can I listen to the interview? And, you know, that's, it's, it's amazing what podcasting has done um, for my life. And, and I know it's done a lot for your life as well. It's just opened up so many doors and opportunities. And, um, you know, what I learned from that, Jamie, was to go outside your comfort zone or, or be able to go outside your comfort zone. I think about how my life would be different if I didn't do that podcast. You know, or if I didn't say yes to doing it, because I'm mean, here I am talking to you and meeting great people like yourself. And it's all happened through the podcast, you know, and it's, it's trial and error. You, you get better at it as, as you go on, you know. And um, so that's a little bit about who I am. Franchise interviews, Jamie, it, we give we like to describe it as it's an up close behind the scenes look at franchising. And each Thursday at 10 o'clock, you get to hear a new live show with with franchisors, franchisees. Uh, franchise authors, franchise experts, franchise attorneys, et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes we'll have entrepreneurs on the show as well. And again, it's hard to imagine that, you know, this will be the 10th year consistently doing it every Thursday, you know, for 10 years. It's just, it's wonderful, but uh, it's, it's more fun for me than anything else. Well, I think that's amazing. One of the biggest things that we talk about is the consistency. And for you to not only have a show for 10 years, but, to consistently put the show out every single Thursday is amazing. And it's just, it's something that's very challenging to do. It's a lot harder than it seems. And, I, and, and like you said, I think that's probably the number one reason why people kind of flutter out, um, right. you know, with their shows. But the thing that I notice about it too with you is that you're, it's something you love doing. And if you talk radio, the number one source for informative talk on the World Wide Web. World Talk Radio. I everyone and welcome to 
franchise interviews, asking the entrepreneur who owns one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. So stick around. we got a fantastic show. Looking for the independence, freedom, and control of owning your own business? Invest in a winning opportunity. WSI is the world's leading white-collar franchise ranked number one in its category by Entrepreneur Magazine for six years running. Right now, WSI is expanding its global franchise network in select high-growth markets. Do you have the motivation to run a successful and profitable business? Can you see yourself delivering highly effective Internet marketing solutions to small and medium-sized companies? Companies in your local community? Find out now if your area is still available. Go to WSICorporate.com forward slash radio to qualify now for your free multimedia franchise information package. Comprehensive training and certification, your own personal startup success coach, ongoing operations, and marketing support. Whatever your business background, you can follow WSI's proven system to build a successful long-term business with multiple recurring revenue streams that will earn you money while you sleep. Qualify now for your free information package. Go to WSICorporate.com. That's WSICorporate.com forward slash radio. Start living your dream today. World Talk Radio, bringing the world to you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is the show to listen to. And, Don, I think I could speak for the both of us to say that we are so excited to be here and to be part of the World Talk Radio family. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm very excited, Marty, just not to be doing the show with you. We've known each other a few years now. Absolutely. This specific type of show, um, you know, helping people... Mm -hmm. Uh, to learn about franchise ownership. Uh, a lot of I people agree. out there want to own their own business, mm -hmm. be in business for themselves, and this is definitely uh, one way to go. Uh, then we're going to be, of course, uh, interviewing very interesting people who can be giving Absolutely. out a lot of valuable inf information. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. So, uh, you know. Yeah, and I think we should thank uh, Paul Johnson, too, uh, Don Huzu's, uh be uh, on the engineering desk today, and uh, Eddie Keys. Just have been very impressed with the guys at World Talk Radio. They've been fantastic. A lot of people has, have helped us put this show together. So, but we've got a fantastic show for you today, which is being brought to you by WSI. Um, in segment one, we're going to talk a little bit about our show, franchise interviews. We're also going to give a preview of some upcoming shows, as you mentioned, Don, that we have scheduled over the next month. Um, I know you have some interesting franchise statistics, Don, that we have to share with our listening audience as well. Yeah. In segment two and segment three of today's show, we have our very special guests who are the co-founders of a fantastic franchise opportunity called PB Loco. And PB Loco is one of those great stories of entrepreneurship and 
the importance of having a niche in the market. And it's also an interesting story of friendship, too. So I, you're going to have to stick around for that. Um, what do we have going on over the next month, Don? I know you mentioned we have some pretty exciting shows over the yeah. next month. Yeah, Marty. Next week, of course, is a holiday Thanksgiving, so okay. we'll have off that week. But after that, we're going to be meeting with Ron MacArthur. Oh, good. Yeah, he's the CEO of a franchise called WSI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just heard the commercial earlier. Uh, right, right. He's got a pretty big job with them because uh, there's uh, over 1,500 franchisees involved in the WSI network. And that's in over 87 countries. That's unbelievable. I yeah, guess you have I to mean, speak many languages to work, work for WSI, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested in speaking to him and finding out what they're all about. And, Absolutely. Uh, and then on December 6th, we meet with... Uh, a franchise called Action International. They're great. And uh, one of their successful master franchisees and business coach, his name is David Levine. We've right. met him, very interesting guy. Yeah. He, he's going to be a good source of information, tell us all about what he does, how we can help businesses, people mm-hmm. maybe considering um, investing in Action International. So, you know, definitely over the next month we're going to have a good combination uh, right. uh, of, of people, founders, CEOs, and franchisees. So, uh, you know, it's what the show's all about. We're going to absolutely really have some fun and uh, help people. The main yeah. thing. And David's a great guy, too, Don. I mean, it's, as you said, I, you know, I, I call him, uh, not to embarrass him, but the, the, the Tony Robbins of franchising. He's, um, you know, I, I have an interesting story to tell. This will be our first teaser, uh, you know, when our listening audience tunes in on, uh, was it December 6th or December 7th? Um, yeah. Uh, about David, so uh, yeah, on the sixth, yeah, very interesting story. So, um, but you and I, Don, have been involved in franchising for many years now, and you know, I don't believe since we've been doing this anyway that there's ever been a more exciting time, you know, in the world of franchising. Would Would you agree? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, the industry's growing mm-hmm. so big. There's so many franchises out there. There's so many people being successful, making money, owning multiple locations. Yeah. Uh, so. That, that's going to be the format of the show, trying Absolutely. to the world of franchising. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's, so many, uh, there's so many parts of it, how to find the right, right. opportunity. There's, there's, there's people like consultants that can help people find a franchise. Uh, right, absolutely. Uh, you know, everything involved. It's, 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 it's a growing big industry. And, uh, absolutely. And guys like yourself, too, Don, who help, uh, you know, finance these things, too, sometimes, you know. It's, you know, at Diamond Financial, you know. I mean, you guys well, have a yeah. great well, service. To, yeah. Uh, I speak to people all throughout the country, um, and we'll get into this a little later. But, right. Uh, you know, there's people that uh, come from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. First-time owners, people who've been existing business owners. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, constantly speaking to people, showing a lot of excitement of, Wanting to own a franchise, what's involved, how do I get involved, what's it all about? So right. that's what I've been doing for years, and yeah. uh, um, you know, and, and and we'll pass that along in the show. Here. Yeah, and I think we'll have a show dedicated to that too, Don. You know, as far as like you know, uh, financing a franchise, you know, because I know since you know you and I have been doing this, it's always a big question: is you know, how am I going to finance this thing, or how am I going to pay for it? You know, so right. uh, you know, to interview even someone like yourself, you know, or even the other guys at, at Diamond, you know. Um, yeah, that's you know, one of the first things people have to think about. Absolutely. Uh, do I pay for it myself? I use my home equity? Do I, right. you know, How do I get a loan? Where do I go? And we work with so many franchises out there. Uh, and um, uh, but that's, yeah. you know, that's what we do, and we'll talk about that later okay. time, about how people go about getting financing, you know, getting pre-qualified, what their loan potential is. It's a, you know, it's, it's right. part of the process of uh, buying a business to financing. Absolutely. Listen to this statistic, Don. It says, according to the International Franchise Association, over the past three years, nearly 900 concepts started franchising. 500 of those were in 2005 alone. 
Well, what do you think of that? I mean, that's that's yeah. an incredible number, isn't it? Yeah, it backs up what we're saying. There's so many new right. You brought that number to my attention, actually. Um, uh, you know, and I think it was actually when we went to the uh, seminar with David Levine, and you know, that kind of blew my mind because I remember the one year that I got out of franchising. I was, was completing that post MBA at Fairleigh Dickinson, which you're also a graduate of. Right. You know, when I came back to start writing the newsletter. I was amazed and almost overwhelmed at all the new concepts that evolved. You know, I almost felt like a stranger back in, 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 in franchising. You know, even a year and a half, or God, it's almost like two years later, you know, I'm still fascinated by some of the new concepts. Um, last week's newsletter, Don, we interviewed, uh, I don't know if you remember, a gentleman named Arshad Chowdhury. He started a franchise based on the need to take naps. Right. And uh, I think that's that's just such a great story, you know. It's um, we're going to have to have him on the show at some point as well. But I mean, you think about that, you know, a franchise based on the, the whole concept of the need to take a nap. I it, I remember when I worked in uh, Manhattan, you know, there was a lot of days I wanted to crawl under my desk and you know take a nice nap. And I guess you and I can do that now. Yeah, I mean, but it's getting to the point there's a franchise for everything. So many niche businesses. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, not not a month goes by where I'm not hearing about a franchise i never heard of before. So I want to look into them, find out what they're Absolutely. all about. I mean, just uh, the, the people we speak to. We have people opening up, uh, you know, day spa franchises, tanning, coffee, even massage right. franchises, locksmith, child care. Unbelievable. Uh, hair cutting. You, you, you think there's franchises just for cutting hair, Well, now there's a franchise uh, just specifically for, for, for children. Right, absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of franchises off these eBay concepts, uh, these meal preparation, yes. uh, so, so, so many specialty Type of franchises, uh, you know, wine wine franchises. It's you know, there's a, a lot Absolutely. of stuff going on. I guess you got to find your niche, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you know, a lot of people are making money with these franchises. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, I think it's almost a blessing and a and a curse on to somebody who's looking to buy a franchise because you know you have, you have so much to choose from today. You know, and a lot of people say, you know, where do I begin? You know, so right. uh, it is. It does become a blessing and a curse. I'd be curious. You know, I should have asked Arshad when I when I interviewed him. Uh, what what industry they're actually categorized in, you know, because sometimes, you know, I think you and I have seen, you know, over the last several years, sometimes we even have new industries popping up, as you mentioned, you know, um, not just a new system, but a new industry that starts franchising. So I just I just think that's fascinating. Um, I think a good place to start off, Don, for, for our listeners, because it's our first show, is to, you know, kind of uh, talk about you know, our reason for you and I, you know, starting uh, this show with World Talk Radio. And one of the things that I emphasize to my business students is the importance of having a strong mission statement or a purpose for being in business. And our mission or the mission of franchise interviews is to educate, to motivate, and inspire prospective entrepreneurs on franchising, as well as entrepreneurship. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things in this show. It's not just about franchising because you know, I was thinking, you know, there may be some listeners listening to our show. You know, you may listen to the show for four or five weeks, and at the end of the show, you may say, you know what, I don't think franchising is for me, you know, because franchising, I think in many cases, it's probably not for most people, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, the the need to be able to um, to, to follow a system. Um, right, the pros and cons of franchising. Absolutely. You know, you know? Just because just you invest in a franchise doesn't automatically mean you make money. you got to do your due diligence and deciding absolutely. the type of franchise you want to do, what, you know, what you want to, what, what you're comfortable doing uh, in, in, I agree. in business. There's all... You know, do you, are you comfortable being in a retail location or you want more of a service business? Uh, so you Absolutely. have to kind of, uh, you know, decide what you want to do and then the type of franchise and then if, you know, you're following a system. And, uh, 
Uh, but you're right about that. Absolutely. You know, it is it's interesting, you know, looking at some of the um, statistics, you know, down from, uh, you know, your website and, you know, kind of some of the ones that we were going over the other day. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pros to going into buying a franchise, you know, so... Um, but, you know, and again, there's going to be some negative aspects as well. So the show is going to be very educational uh, to our listeners. And I think our purpose is to also introduce you to some fantastic and exciting franchise opportunities you might be familiar with, like your Subways and your Quiznos, but as you see, maybe unfamiliar with, you know. I mean, again, you and I, as long as we've been doing this, it, 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 it's incredible that we come up, you know, we discover some new concepts. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I, yeah, as I said before, I deal with, uh, several franchise consultants, people will help people around the country find a franchise concept, and a lot of times those people end up buying a franchise, uh, go with something that they never even thought of initially because uh, they weren't familiar with that type of franchise, didn't know a franchise was out there for that specific service, but it met their needs on uh, you know, the criteria they filled out, uh, what they'd be comfortable in. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think probably another good place to start on is to, you know, define the word franchise, you know, because a lot of times when I ask my business students for the definition of a franchise, their response is typically the same. You know, they'll say to me, McDonald's or Subway or Quiznos. And, you know, yesterday before the show, you know, I, I, I looked up the word franchise in the Oxford Dictionary, and it defines a franchise as follows. It says, an authorization granted by a company to sell its goods or services in a particular way. And, you know, that's a good definition, but it doesn't really help an aspiring entrepreneur understand what franchising really is. And I know you had a good definition we were speaking about from the book um, Franchising for Dummies, which I, I think is written by the uh, great Dave Thomas, who's gone on to, you know, bigger and better things. Right, right. But I don't know if you have that. Of Wendy's. Yeah, I do have that. It's a you do. book written by him and Michael Side of that's uh, right. H. Side and Associates. I thought it was a... You know, really great definition. It's a little lengthy, but I think mm -hmm. it really sums it up, uh, the definition of what is a franchise. Right. And it basically says franchising is a system for expanding a business and distributing goods and services mm -hmm. and an opportunity to operate a business under a recognized brand name. Good. For example, uh, Wendy's doesn't franchise hamburgers. Right. Uh, and Midas, the you know, muffler franchise, they don't franchise car mufflers. Right. They franchise business systems that deliver hamburgers and mufflers to customers with consistency mm. of the products and services and also the customer experience. Uh, it says a franchise occurs when a business, which is called the franchisor, the franchise corporate office is called the franchisor, okay. uh, they license its trade name, which is the brand, such as Wendy's or Midas, and its operating methods, which is a system or their system of doing business to a person or group. The person investing in the franchise is called the franchisee. Okay. Uh, so I think that's important to bring out somebody's terms because absolutely, you know, the, the the franchisee is going to be the owner of the franchise. Mm -hmm. The franchisor is the you know uh, is the Wendy's or the Midas. Right. Uh, the franchisee, by buying into the franchise system, they agree to operate according to the terms of the contract. That's called the franchise agreement. Okay. The franchisor provides the franchisee with support and, in some cases, exercises some control over the way the franchisee operates under the brand. Okay. So that's what we mean before uh, about the pros and cons. Uh, you know, you're, you're in business for yourself. You have a much higher chance of success, but you're under the, 
but you're not um, by yourself, as you say. You know, right. franchising is you know being in business for yourself, but not by yourself. It, you know, one of the words that you said in that definition, Don, which, by the way, I mean, I think is probably the best definition I've seen. Um, you know, since since being involved in franchising, is the most important word is is, is system. And it, what do we mean by system? Is is kind of like a method of doing things, so you get the same result every single time right. and the analogy that, that I typically give Don is that you know the franchisor is the teacher and the franchisee is the student and it's very important that the student who is the franchisee trust as well as listen to the teacher or the, who in this case is the franchisor and they also must be willing to totally follow the system and not try to reinvent the wheel. Otherwise, it's already a proven system and, and absolutely. Concept. That's why they're buying into it and paying a franchise fee, paying royalties. It's already a successful exactly. proven system. That's why they're they're investing in a franchise, much lower failure rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. You know, the, the 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 keyword system is very important here because someone doesn't have to go into and set up all this marketing and all these different things involved with starting up a business on their own. It's already been done. I mean, it's already done for you. Just have to follow the system, and if you right. do that, uh, you're going to be successful in most cases. Absolutely, and I think that's what can make it difficult for some entrepreneurs, Don, is because you know some people are so entrepreneurial that they don't have the ability to follow a system. You know, um, it's kind of like I, you know, the, the example I give is, you know, you buy a McDonald's franchise, and you say, you know what, I think that this cheeseburger is going to taste better with four pickles and a little more mustard, you know, and you just start trying to reinvent all these different things. It's not necessary with franchising. You have to be willing to totally follow that system. Otherwise, it's not for you, and that's why franchising isn't for everyone, and that's, you know, franchisers certainly don't want somebody coming into their their system and, and, and trying to uh, reinvent things, you know. It, yeah. it, you don't have to do that. Right. It's a good point. I speak to franchisors all the time necessarily don't want to recruit or find an investor uh, who's had mm-hmm. a background in their industry to, to invest in them because Absolutely. they might uh, you know, want to do things their way if, uh, if things start off a little slow. They want people coming in fresh who can be trained, learn their system. Uh, and do things exactly what's been successful with their other franchise owners. So I agree. I, I agree. You know, I would, the, another example I give Don is, is I, I ask, like, I call it the entrepreneurial scale, where, you know, I would ask somebody, I'd say, you know, how entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial are you on a scale of 1 to 10? You know, 1 being low and 10 being the highest. You know, and if somebody said to me that they're a 9 or a 10, I'd kind of, I think I would push that person away from franchising, you know, because, again, these are typically people who are just so entrepreneurial that, you know, their mind is always going, and they just want to reinvent things over and over, and, you know, so those people should not go into franchising, you know, so it's very interesting points, you know. Yeah, and just one last part to finish up the definition Mm -hmm. of what is a franchise. I mentioned it before, but for people not really familiar with the franchise concept, uh, uh, it says for all this service the franchisor will give. It says, in exchange, the franchisee usually pays the franchise or an initial fee, called the franchise fee, right? Uh, and then a continuing ongoing fee. I mentioned a word before. That's called uh, a royalty. You know, usually uh, could range in the 2 to 5% range. It includes advertising and everything, but uh, uh, the franchisee uh, will pay a royalty. Uh, and that's basically to, for the use of the trade name and all the operating methods and system that we're talking about. So I think that's a great def- definition of, uh, you know, the word franchise. It really just sums it all, it all up in just a few paragraphs. Absolutely. Um, you know, and as 
weeks go on, uh, we're going to be using these words a lot. Absolutely. Franchisee, franchisor. So that's why we think it's important to kind of just throw these terms out in the first show just to I agree. people understand it. I agree. We have, you know, some of those definitions actually posted on our show page for Wall Talk Radio too, Don. But, um, you know, I think I like um, that definition uh, a little better, you know. So uh, yeah. maybe we can get some permission. Well, we can't get permission from Dave, but um, we can get permission from Michael to, you know, kind of post that up on our show page on yeah. World Talk Radio, you know. So and then in the future we'll go over the advantages and disadvantages of franchise ownership, the keys to franchise success. Yeah. You know, you know, definitely each show I think we should, you know, kind of uh, always uh, bring in that educational aspect of it and, uh, you know, discuss, uh, you know, different aspects of franchising and, Absolutely. You know, there's so much to talk about. I mean, I mean, this show can go on for 20 years, you know. I mean, I think there's about 2,500 different systems out there, you know. I think so, we've already talked about 15 minutes, and it felt like two minutes. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's give one franchise statistic, Don, because I think we're going to have to give the franchise statistics um, next week, or we'll have to post some of them up on our website, because um, uh, we're coming up on a hard break, so... Um, Okay. Did you want to give one of them or the first ones anyway? Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of discussed it before. I mean, uh, you know, basically right now there's between 75 and 85 industries. World Talk Radio. Segment two, we have three attorneys that put aside their briefcase to pursue their entrepreneurial dreams. We have our very special guest, and they're the founders of PB Loco, Ken Hall, Kerry Barney, and Jodine Jensen, right here on Franchise Interviews on World Talk Radio, coming up. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Silent prayer for the faith departed. Take control of your destiny and increase your quality of life with Allegra Print and Imaging. This light manufacturing, professional business-to-business franchise offers two unique opportunities to entrepreneurs with little or no industry experience. Our conversion opportunity is an existing business model that provides immediate cash flow, experienced staff, and an established customer base, while the low-investment digital print center opportunity meets the growing digital printing, sign, and mailing service demands of businesses in small and medium markets. Realize your dream of owning your own business with the comprehensive support of one of the world's top franchisers. Call 888-258-2730. That's 888-258-2730. Or visit www.allegranetwork.com and discover the power in the network. Looking for the independence, freedom, and control of owning your own business? Invest in a winning opportunity. WSI is the world's leading white-collar franchise ranked number one in its category by Entrepreneur Magazine for six years running. Right now, WSI is expanding its global franchise network in select high-growth markets. Do you have the motivation to run a successful and profitable business? Can you see yourself delivering highly effective Internet marketing solutions to small and medium-sized companies? 
companies in your local community? Find out now if your area is still available. Go to wsicorporate.com forward slash radio to qualify now for your free multimedia franchise information package. Comprehensive training and certification, your own personal startup success coach, ongoing operations and marketing support. Whatever your business background, you can follow WSI's proven system to build a successful long-term business with multiple recurring revenue streams that will earn you money while you sleep. Qualify now for your free information package. Go to WSICorporate.com. That's WSICorporate.com forward slash radio. Start living your dream today. Listen. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Welcome back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed about owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And segment two is being brought to you today by WSI. And, Don, today we have some very special guests, and they're the founders of PB Loco, Ken Hall, Kerry Barney, and Jodine Jensen. Ken, Kerry, and Jodine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. How are you guys doing today? Great. Good. Good. That's fantastic. I think, Ken, Kerry, and Jodine, the three of you coming together is such a great story of entrepreneurship and the importance of finding a niche in the market. Can you tell our listening audience how the three of you came together? I think it's a fascinating story to form PB Loco. Sure. We, um, the three of us were all practicing law mm-hmm. and um, kind of had this this bug that we wanted to do something a little bit differently and um, we were friends and, and one night it just came up that all three of us wanted to start a business. Right. Of course, the, the biggest challenge is always well, what, what are we going to do? Exactly. And so we, we um, kind of decided first that we would do a business and then, and then we just started brainstorming on some different concepts and we would sit around literally for hours right. write down ideas and we had a rule that, you know, of course no idea was bad. And when we hit on peanut butter, um, it really appealed to us initially because it's something that's, you know, been around for over 100 years, and no one's really done too much, too much to it in those you know, in the last 100 years. And we thought it's it's such a great niche, it's such a staple food. And once we started playing around with uh, flavored peanut butters, know, we just really felt like we had hit on something. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you mentioned the one time I spoke with you, Ken, that, you know, peanut butter is something that's really not new to people, you know? And I, I think that was the fascinating thing about coming up with a niche in that market, you know? Right. It, um, like I said, it's been, you know, been around for 100 years, and it's Absolutely. not something that's going to be a fad. It's, you know, peanut butter is a very, it's a proven concept, it's a proven food, and with, with more and more research coming out about the health benefits of peanuts and peanut butter and the, um, you know, the, Zero grams of trans fat that's found in peanut right. butter. It's just, it's a, it's really great time for it to kind of come of age. Absolutely, absolutely. I find that P 
people are very fascinated with the PP Loco concept. Um, I don't think I told you this story, Don, but last week I was I was doing some press uh, press releases with several newspapers regarding our new partnership with World Talk Radio and some of the exciting shows that we have scheduled. And one of the reporters kept asking me about PP Loco. She kept going back to you, to, to your concept, and you know she was so fascinated with your franchise. I, I said, wait a minute. I said, you know, this this press release is supposed to be about you know me or franchise interviews. Uh, it, how would you how would you describe the PP Loco concept, uh, Ken Carrier Jodine? Because you guys can do it a little better than I could. Well, you, mostly, Marty, it's, um, we, we like to tell people it's an all-peanut-butter-all-the-time cafe mm-hmm. um, using our 11 flavored peanut butters to create unique and wonderful either sandwich combinations, smoothies, right. or snack fare. So we are a cafe, but we also have a retail side where we sell the jars of peanut butter mm-hmm. and we sell everything peanut butter, like peanut butter right. cookbooks, peanut butter diet books, peanut butter spreaders, peanut butter lip balm, you know, all sorts of things. It's um, it's a great place to pick up a gift, a uh, unique gift for a loved one, you know, especially during right. the holiday season. We we find that a lot. Um, and it's great for snacks. You know, right now uh, a lot of us are located in, like we're located at the Mall of America, our, co- our right. corporate owned store. And, you know, we get people in all day. We get people in for breakfast. Peanut butter is a natural breakfast food. Absolutely. We get, of course, people in for lunch. And then in the afternoons and the early evenings, outside of the lunch and the dinner and the breakfast time, we get people who come in for snacks because they're, you know, they're tired. They're they're tired of shopping. They're ready to drop, and they need something to pick them up, and they need some food that'll stick to their ribs and and be healthy for them. So absolutely, provide, yeah. I think we provide a healthy alternative, and uh, right. in the process, try to bring smiles to people's faces. People. People love their peanut butter. People are passionate about it, and, and uh, we love to provide them, you know, our unique uh, flavored peanut butters. Absolutely. I think I remember reading in an interview with you, too. I think it was, it was a carry uh, that's almost like a cult following for peanut yeah. butter sometimes, you know? Yeah. yeah, we do have somewhat of a cult following. There are, uh, you know, as I said, people are passionate about peanut butter. The stories we Absolutely. get are, are just terrific. It's Absolutely. fun to listen to. I'm uh, Ken Carey and Jody, and this is Don Johnson. I'm not too far from your Woodbridge Mall location. I'm just a few minutes from there. The, the holiday season's around the corner. Uh, yeah. My family usually always goes up there. I haven't been there yet, but I'll certainly be looking at it. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm only about 10, 15 minutes away. How, how's that location been going so far? Great. It's, um, we'd love it if you'd stop there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going well. We've got two locations open right now, one in Scottsdale, Arizona, and one in uh, in the Woodbridge, and then mm-hmm. we sold a total of 10, and we have three opening wow. in the next three weeks. That's fantastic. So you guys have been pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's such a great idea. You know, uh, you know, it seems so simple, but, you know, flavoring peanut butter and, uh, you know, franchising the concept. Uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot of interest. You guys are going to be busy. And that's kind of my next question. Uh, uh, how, how have your lives changed uh, since starting PB Loco? Uh, you maybe can talk about that a little bit. That's a great question. Um, You know, for me, this is Jodine. For me, one of the things about starting PB Loco was I think people assume a lot of times that we did not like practicing law, and that actually wasn't the case at all. Um, I I was very happy in my career as a lawyer. It was just that I always had this itch to do, 
mm-hmm. to something new and something different and create something from scratch. And I think like a lot of people, I had this fantasy about what it would be like to be my own boss. Right. And I have to say, um, it's as good as I had hoped it would be. That's it's really, you know, all the things that I had hoped um, would be true about being my own boss are, are actually the case. And right. we've been doing this long enough now that I have accepted that. But in the beginning, I was always kind of like looking over my shoulder, like, you know, what, am, am I really my own boss now? Um, yeah. And the thing, the thing about it is, you know, when we were practicing law, we were in very structured environments. We had a lot of support staff. You know, we, we all went into um, fairly large existing law firms, and there's all this structure set up for you. And when we started PB Loco, we we had we had nothing we had we had the idea but we didn't have a location we didn't have the peanut butter we didn't have a name we didn't have anything so we had to create our own structure mm-hmm. and come up come up with our own um we had to in, basically invent all of that stuff right. and so one way that for me one way that um my life has changed is that it's it's uh I found practicing law to be very rewarding, but I find this to be more rewarding because we have created this ourselves, you know, with nothing. And if we if we succeed and meet all of the goals that we hope to meet, it's it's completely because of what we've done. Um, And conversely, if we don't, you know, we have no one to look at except for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I we we are um, to a to a degree we were not in the past. We're much more in control of our destinies now, and it's really just a wonderful feeling. Mm. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad, Jodine, you, you, you cleared up that with that, that you weren't happy being an attorney. I have two attorneys <laughs> in my family, and, uh, That's right. they're, and they're not always happy all the time. I always hear them complaining anyway. Uh, but when they hear this interview, they're going to kick themselves. Uh, <laughs> why didn't I think of that idea? <laughs> well, we might have a franchise opportunity for them. I'm sorry? <laughs> we might have a franchise opportunity for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we'll talk about it on uh, the next show. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you talked about starting a business. I mean, is this something you always dreamed about, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, having your own business? Is this, is this something you thought about well before being an attorney, or has this just come over like the last, uh, you know, few years? You know, I think for me it, it has been simmering for a long time. My um, parents reminded me recently that when I was – in grade school, I started a, a school newspaper and sold it for ten cents. It's <laughs> a great story. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I, um, I was kind of a when I was at working at the law firms, I was kind of a closet reader of Entrepreneur Magazine. You know, I'd have it <laughs> in my law books. And one day, Jodine and I worked at the same firm, and she came in, and she's like, "Is that the November issue of Entrepreneur? I just got it too." And so I kind of knew that maybe we were kindred spirits, and that's that's actually kind of how it all began. That we started talking about, you know, doing branching out and doing something more entrepreneurial. Right. Uh, are they a show uh, sponsor of the show, Marty Entrepreneur? Not yet. So I guess we'll have to get them next week. Okay. <laughs> Got to get them on there. Absolutely. Oh, I have another question for you guys. You know, what in your life, uh, Ken, Kerry, and Judy, prepared you to get to this point? I mean, was it your education? Was it your experience in the legal field? Did that help? Or, you know, was it your entrepreneurial spirit? Was it a combination of all of those different things? You know, I think I think it was a combination. Mm-hmm. It seems like the two um, big things that we keep like if if we broke things down into kind of two different areas of what we've needed to um I don't want to say to master cuz I want to imply that we've mastered it but the two different areas that we've needed to really make sure we had covered are one of them is 
um, as I mentioned when we started, we didn't we didn't have we didn't have a location, for example. So we had to do a lot of cold calling, right. calling places, trying to trying to sell people on the idea to convince them to give us a space. And we had to go out and and talk to people who were food scientists about mm-hmm. how we would um, how we would you know develop the peanut butter. And so there's right. there's there's this whole big area that I'll just generally group as like people skills. All three of us are very outgoing. None of us are shy. We don't have any problem, you know, calling somebody and who's never heard of us and just saying, hey, you know, can we pick your brain? And there's just so much of that um, that we had to do, especially in the beginning. So I would say just just the fact that all three of us, we've all um, throughout our lives done a lot of um, ball juggling, if you will. We've done mm-hmm. several things at once. It would be in school, and we'd have a job, and we'd have sports. And when we were practicing law, we'd, um, we'd uh, you know, do some volunteer work and do some other things. And so just that being able to, to do multiple things at once and kind of to reach out to the community um, has been very helpful. And then the other thing, the other kind of big category is just having the – I don't know how you what you would call it the business sense maybe, but being able to to um, to do the books and being able to right. just keep the business going. I think our backgrounds in the legal field and working with clients and um, having those analytical skills that we got through practicing law or that we developed through practicing law. Um, I think that that's very helpful for that for that right. part of it. Absolutely, I, I don't really you guys wear a lot of hats now too. That's right. Exactly. We we have we don't have that structure that we had before. Although we're growing it, we have much more structure now, you know, than we did three years ago. But we have to wear a lot more hats than we did in the past, which I think is really fun because I like a lot of I like a lot of um, I don't want to say change, but a lot of yeah. you know inf- I like right. a lot of infusion of new. Absolutely. What would have been some of the greatest moments? I mean, if, you, if, you, if you could narrow it down to like one of the greatest moments since starting PB Loco, what, what would it have been, Ken Carrie and Jodine? What would you say? I think, it, I think for me it was probably that first day that we opened and seeing the response of the public. You know, right. Before we opened, it was all just a concept, and, and we thought it would work, of course. I mean, we, we took a risk, and when we put what we had into it, um, but that didn't mean that it actually was going to work, of course. And so for the, that first day when we had people come in, we had so many, even within the first half an hour, you know, people, it was the day after Thanksgiving, so it was a crazy day trying to open a new right. new concept cafe the day after Thanksgiving in the Mall of America. It was a little bit nutty to say the least, no pun intended. <laughs> But um, we'd get people in, and they'd be like, "Where are you guys out of? Are you out of? Are you out of the East Coast? Or are you are you out of California?" Right. And we'd be like, "No, no, we're out of right here." And then they'd oh, say, "This is so great. We want to open one in our city. We we must have had franchise requests from 50 people that first day. They're like, we, we want one of these.' So seeing that was was terrific, and it was just it right. really gave us a a lot of. Um, Re, re, you know, it kind of re, renewed energy to keep on the path that we were going, and we thought, okay, yeah, this is going to go. Right, absolutely. Right, just reinforce the fact that you were onto something good, and all that hard work was paying off a little bit. Uh, yeah, it must have been a good feeling having all that interest. And yeah, uh, yeah, maybe the first day, uh, but uh, you know, there must have been um, you know something funny that maybe's happened to you since starting the concept. Do you think it maybe something uh, like maybe one or two of the funniest things that have happened since you've all started uh, PB Loco? Yeah, I guess there's been a few different things. You know, the one overriding thing that keeps happening is 
when you make a change kind of as dramatic as we made in our careers and um, there's some days when I wake up and it doesn't really seem possible that I have this company that's a peanut butter company you know it's not, <laughs> not anything I would have dreamed of my wildest dreams probably even five years ago and so we kind of have to remind ourselves um, as we're doing various things that yeah this is really your, your reality can change very quickly and um, our, our philosophy has always been that whenever we undertake something new, the three of us do it ourselves so we understand it inside and out. So when we opened our Cafe at Mall of America three years ago, we, um, you know, we were actually out at the cafe all day long making the sandwiches, um, interacting with the customers, getting the feedback, and, and then a few months later we actually started um, producing the peanut butter ourselves. So we, we That's amazing set up the equipment and yeah there were there were a few moments when we were um, you know during in our production line when we had I, I like to call them our I love Lucy moments because um, you know the conveyor belt keeps moving and the jar keeps coming in we <laughs> pouring a lot of peanut butter into your mouth during that <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. Don, I think we're going to take a quick break, and um, Ken Carey and Jodine are going to stick around for our next segment. Um, so why don't we do that? Um, we'll go to a break, and we'll be back in 10 seconds with more franchise interviews on World Talk Radio. Coming up in segment three, we're going to continue our interview with our very special guest and the founders of PB Loco, Ken Hall, Kerry Barney, and Jodine Jensen. And we're going to talk a little bit about the training for PB Loco and a lot of other great things. Right here on Franchise Interviews on World Talk Radio. So stick around. Don't lose your grip on dreams of the past. You've got to fight to keep them alive. Take control of your destiny and increase your quality of life with Allegra Print and Imaging. This light manufacturing, professional business-to-business franchise offers two unique opportunities to entrepreneurs with little or no industry experience. Our conversion opportunity is an existing business model that provides immediate cash flow, experienced staff, and an established customer base, while the low-investment digital print center opportunity meets the growing digital printing, sign, and mailing service demands of businesses in small and medium markets. Realize your dream of owning your own business with the comprehensive support of one of the world's top franchisers. Call 888-258-2730. That's 888-258-2730. Or visit www.allegranetwork.com and discover the power in the network.
back to Franchise Interviews, Asking the Entrepreneur Who Owns One. I'm your host, Marty McDermott, with my co-host, Don Johnson. And if you've ever dreamed of owning your own business, then this is a show to listen to. And our third segment is being brought to you today by WSI. And we are with our very special guest and the founders of PB Loco, Ken, Kerry, and Jodine. And Don, I think I want to go into uh, asking Ken, Kerry, and Jodine about the, um, the morals of America because it seems like such a great place for the PB Loco concept. Um, I know some other very successful businesses like the Rainforest Cafe were started in the Mall of America. Was that part of your reason you selected the Mall of America? Because I know you did a lot of research as far as the location. Yeah, we did look at a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. When we first started and decided, you know, the three of us that we were going to do this, our ne- we all three uh, live in the Twin Cities, and right. we just assumed we were going to open it somewhere in the Twin Cities. So we right. were looking at Mall of America, and you know, the Mall of America is a great mall, and it has it gets a lot of local traffic, but it also gets a lot of traffic from outside. Minnesota. Right. So we, we knew that we wanted, our, our goal from the beginning was to open the first cafe, work out all the bugs we could, turn it into, you know, systemize it, I guess, if you would, um, mm-hmm. create our operations manual, do all that, and then right. start franchising. And we thought, well, this will be great because we'll get all this exposure to um, people who are coming from other parts of the country and other parts of the world. So that's how we started out. And then, and then we started thinking about it, and we thought, well, you know, all of us are single. None of us have dependents. It right. wouldn't be a big deal for any of us to sell our homes and just go live somewhere else. So we right, thought, right. well, maybe we'll go to L.A. or maybe we'll go to New York or we'll go somewhere where um, there's a lot, a higher percentage, if you will, of early adopters. You know, like a lot of new right. concepts start in California because people there are just so open to new right. ideas. Absolutely. But then, we, you know, some of our advisors said, hey, you guys, you know what, since... If you just wanted to open one cafe or two cafes or three cafes, that's a great idea, but that's not your goal. And so you really want to test the system and see, you, d- you don't want to know whether it will work just in L.A. And if you start in L.A. and it's wildly successful, you won't know whether it will work in uh, Minnesota and Chicago and Kansas City. And uh, But if you start in somewhere that's more in the Midwest where people are slightly more resistant to new ideas than they are in L.A., and it works, then you know you can take it, you know, to the coast. And so that once then we thought, you know, then we just stuck with our original plan of, it was basically we original plan was to start in the Mall of America, and then we were kind of exploring these other ideas, and then we got that additional input and thought, oh, it's perfect, Mall of America. So we've been... Um, We've been very happy with that location. It's a great one. Absolutely. What types of location, um, uh, Jodine, uh, do you prefer or suggest for new franchisees? It doesn't seem like it's like a, <clears throat> I wouldn't see a PB local like in a food court. It seems like you're more like in a standalone uh, kind of location, like in a mall. Would, would that be correct to say? Or Yeah. it's we Our ideal locations um, are in high end mall so you know the the uh, a malls if you will in a market right. and other um, high traffic venues like once somebody is established in a market then we would look at airports we don't want somebody to go into an airport initially because right. there's so many there's so many additional barriers that we don't want them to have that extra hurdle on their first one right. and um, also other high traffic places like sports arenas or amusement parks and you're absolutely right about the food court. We 
we would love to be near a food court so that okay. if you've got a family and one person really wants something other than PB Loco, although well, that's hard to imagine, but it, it could happen, right. and, and the other people <laughs> want um, PB Loco, then we're, we're right there. Right, and right. We don't want to be in the food court um, usually because in the food court, you know, usually there's the counter where someone comes up and orders from the counter, and we really like our customers to be able to have the PB Local experience and to come in and sit down in the cafe, and we have all sorts of interesting um, things on the walls and lots of colors, and we'd like to be able to talk with them and have them look at the things we have for sale, and, you know, we have nice music, and we just have a, a nice ambiance, and so we like to be able to create that experience, which is much harder to do in a food court because you don't really have your own dining space. Right. Right, absolutely, and it's a key word, um, uh, Jody. It sounds like experience. It, it, it's an experience when you go into a PB Loco. Yeah, we love interacting with the people who come into PB Loco, and it's just so much easier to do when you have your own space and you can come out behind the counter and chat with people and find out where they're from and what they're about. And um, we that's that would just be much more difficult to do in a food court. Right, right. right more, more than just the food in an airport. A lot of people, uh, of course, are on the move, so you can't quite get that. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the training process for new PB Loco franchisees. You call it PB Boot Camp. Maybe talk about that a little bit for our listeners. Yeah. Um, excuse me. We put each franchisee and actually each employee through something called PB Boot Camp. Um, for the employee, it's it's a uh, it's a two day training situation. But for the franchisee, it's an eight day training situation. They come here. Um, they're here for the full eight days. And we start the morning with a PB Loco uh, welcome and introduction, and we tell them the story um, and, you know, tell them a little bit about PB Loco. We think it's really, really important that they feel vested in PB Loco and that they, that they, that they have as much passion about growing PB Loco as we do. Um, do you wake you know, them they, up at 0500 hours? There you go. <laughs> what did you say? Sorry. I said, I said, do you wake them up at 0500 hours? Oh, yes. And then they start doing push-ups when they arrive. <laughs> But, um, you know, I, we educate them about the peanut butter and the processes, and then we go through the food training that day as well and the merchandising training. And then they have um, – then they come in. They have one day off in the in the, um, in the eight-day period, but otherwise they work seven days, usually eight-hour days. And we take them through, you know, every aspect of running a PB Local Cafe from inventory ordering and, um, you know, the – Every, everything you need to know. And they open and they close and they serve as a shift supervisor initially, and then at the end they're serving as the um, manager and running the place for the last few days. So mm. so they come out of that feeling very confident, experienced. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that's, that's the goal. Period, so. But, eight, you know, eight, eight full days of that, they're, they're getting, uh, you know, uh, you know big-time experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we just, we really want to be thorough in our training so that when they go back, and we're also there for the grand opening, so it's, you know, we can always answer questions at the grand opening too, but um, we just want people to feel really prepared and really excited. You can be more excited about something when you feel confident that you know what you're getting right. into exactly, you know. I agree. And um, so they'll know what they'll have to do on a day-to-day basis. And what what is a typical day like uh, as a PB Loco franchisee? What's a typical day like? You know, a typical day is there's there's really kind of two phases. Most of the franchisees' time as a franchisee is spent after they open, but the when they first become a franchisee, the first few months are built in, are spent in the you know build out phase. And there's we have we're involved every step of the way, and we have um, 
very extensive support uh, program that includes like an online uh, list of things they need to do and all the contacts they need. But that time is very exciting, but it's also very scary because that's the time when they're they're. They haven't actually started interacting with customers yet, and they're working with the general contractor, and they're working with the mall, and they're trying to get the location open, um, and that's a very you know harried time. But they're not bringing any money in yet, so that's kind of a little bit scarier. And then the real fun starts once they open the doors, and a, a typical day. I mean, it really kind of depends. You know, Saturday and Sunday, um, either the the franchisee or the franchisee's manager will be in the cafe interacting with customers. You know, same on Friday. Those are the really busy days, and um, and it's just a lot of talking with the customers and getting feedback. And um, those are actually for me the those are my favorite days. <laughs> and then um, during during the week, there's you know you might spend one day uh, doing your inventory and ordering everything. You um, you'll have payroll, you know things to do with payroll, um, just all the sorts of things like that that have to do with running a business. And also one of the best things we have found about opening a PB Local Cafe is that there's something about peanut butter that's very Americana. And we had no idea, like you mentioned earlier, that there's this kind of cult-like feeling about peanut butter. And we had, we had no idea. I mean, we knew, but we didn't fully appreciate, I guess, mm-hmm. the, um, the way people in America feel about peanut butter. Right. And so we have been so lucky that when we go into a new market, there's been a lot of interest with the press, and so the new new franchisees, especially you know in the first year, spend a lot of time um, talking with various people in the press. So that's actually something we look for too in franchisees, someone who's not shy, okay. because um, that's that's a, a significant part of their uh, of the initial you know of right. their initial. Uh, Opening and that's invaluable, free marketing and advertising, and I guess uh, the franchisees helping the employees get ready for the day. So it seems like early on, there, you know, there's a lot going on. You're right, it is a little nerve-wracking first time starting up a business, but it can get to be real fun, especially interacting with uh, the public and you know, building up that client base. So, yeah, you know, and it's so it's so rewarding when when the doors open and you know, you've done all this hard work and you've got your cafe open, and then people start coming in and. There's a couple things I tell people if you go out to the mall on a Saturday uh, to one of the malls where we have a cafe and you stand in the cafe, there's a couple things that will happen. Um, I can guarantee it. And one of them is someone will come in, be absolutely amazed that there's a peanut butter cafe, get on the phone and call someone she knows and say, you won't believe where I am. I'm in a peanut butter cafe. <laughs> like every Saturday it happens. Somebody comes in and um, it's just great because it's, it's something new and unusual. And so people, people tell other people about it, which is just so, you know, beneficial for us. And we really appreciate that. That's great. I say there's no better advertising than that word of mouth. So that's great yeah. to see that firsthand. Yeah. Don, we have to uh, wind things up. Uh, Ken, Karen, and Judy, how does someone get in touch with you? Should they go to the website? What's the best way to reach you? Yeah, the best way is our website. It's um, www.pbloco.com. Okay. We have a section in there on franchising information. Okay. Part of that includes a, a small form, a very short form that people okay. fill out, and we'll get in touch with them. Okay, fantastic. And I want to thank you guys so much for being on our first show. You know, I couldn't think of anyone better to have on, on the first show. We'd, oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah, thank you. Thank you. Franchise. So thank I want you guys to have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good Thank you very much. Thanks, Ken, Karen, and Jodine. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.
was a great show, Don. Uh, yeah. You're very great interview. You know, it was a very, very interesting concept. As you say, we're going to have to stop by the uh, the Woodbridge. Um, yeah, it's not too far from us. Uh, I was no. going to interject before, and they were talking about how they're uh, being attorneys and then opening this type of franchise, having a peanut butter franchise. Absolutely. So I guess on what we've done here, we're doing an Internet you know, radio talk show. I mean, Absolutely. You know, different things can yeah. happen. Uh, we'll have to have them back because we didn't get to even ask everything we wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah I so. mean, uh, you know. Thanks, uh, Bunch. Yeah, it was interesting. I had a lot of good things to say. Uh, definitely would have liked to hear about the most popular flavor and a few other things. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to. We'll, we'll have to post that up on the website too. So yeah. you know, we'll yeah. have them finish it that way. They sold uh, what they they went on QVC and sold over five thousand jars in just a few minutes. That's uh, incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is amazing. They got a lot going on. It looks like they got a really bright future, and uh, a lot of people are talking about them, so... Uh, yeah, Absolutely. We'll, we'll check in with I expect them more for them. Well, I want to thank you, Don. Good job. First show. You know, you yeah, did well, you. and uh, I'll be talking to you this week, and, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving, and, you know, for our listeners, you know, happy Thanksgiving as well, we'll see you in two weeks. Okay. Yeah, sounds great. Same to you and your family, Marty. Thanks, Don. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From the very beginning, we're all about being connected. And year after year, through every stage of life, that need grows even stronger. Which is why Penn Teledata never stops improving our advanced fiber network. We connect the things that matter most. Businesses, schools, healthcare, governments, and of course, the people who make our community strong. This is technology with a purpose. Stay connected with Penteladata. One of the biggest reasons I think to choose Allen Audiology is their love for people and their love for what they do. They really enjoy what they do. They have a passion for it, and they love helping people enjoy their passions, getting back to the things you love and being able to enjoy them, whether it's the crack of a baseball bat, the sound of an orchestra, the laughter of your grandchildren, whatever it is, helping you enjoy life again. With Allen Audiology, they first of all find out what type of hearing loss you have. It's not just that you have hearing loss, what type, and then they help you get rehab back into hearing, help you wean back into hearing again. That's one of the reasons for the 60-day free trial period, but another is it assures you of Allen Audiology's integrity, of their sincerity, of their technology, their knowledge. It all ends up with you getting back to enjoying life again. Take advantage of the 60-day free trial period by scheduling your hearing test today with Allen Audiology. 610 439 